Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of Freaking Story Brand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Evie and I Let's just say we learned a lot this year. Like 2021 was wild and it was just a really freaking year for both business and us personally. So we're sitting down on the mic today, coffee and chai in hand, ready just for a candid conversation about two of the major lessons we both learned this year. They're very intertwined because we're in business together and we're kind of the same person, but we're expanding on how they happened, what we learned from them and how we plan to do better and advice or takeaways that you can have from each of them. So this is just an honest and raw episode, and we're really happy that you're here to get real with us. And also in the end, we even talk about our word of the year moving into 2022 and a tiny glimpse of what we're feeling for the next 12 months as we go into that year. So grab some coffee or tea and let's get vulnerable. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hi, Linz. Welcome to this You started talking right when I took a sip was, of coffee. Yep, it's great. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm excited for this honest conversation. I think it'll be yeah. fun. It's going to be great. So we learned some lessons this year. We did. Um, <laughs> the hard way, I would say, because... It's just hard. Life's hard, and 2021 was a beast. It was. It was a crazy. I mean, if you, okay, if you didn't follow along on our year, let me just give you a super quick recap. 
mm-hmm. we both run multiple companies on our own and together. And Lindsay had a baby and I got engaged and then married. And we launched a lot of stuff. A for, crap ton of stuff. <laughs> one of for our, the heart. For the heart. Uh, I'm sure we can talk into like more specifics on just my children are screaming. This is just going to be a normal <laughs> part of the part of the uh, show now. So just accept it. It'll just it is what it is. It is what so, it is. So yeah, it's just been a crazy year, and I feel like we learned a lot of lessons in life and business the easy way by yeah. you know talking to friends and having people help us avoid mistakes and everything. But I feel like there are always lessons that you learn the hard way, and I feel like there were two this year that Lindsay and I both really kind of felt. Yeah, and we wanted to just get real with you and share them and talk a little bit about why we felt those, what we feel like we did wrong, how we could maybe help you avoid it, all of it. So, yeah. <laughs> Someone is not happy. I think it's Eloise. Moving on. Um, <laughs> all right, let's dive into the first just lesson that we learned. And this is a tough one. One that I'm still learning. I'm sure, Evie, you're still learning. I think we're going to always continue learning it, especially as just driven women. Yeah. Uh, you cannot do it all. I yeah. think that's that's the biggest one. But then I think the more deeper life lesson that's in that is for a life that's filled with peace and rest and just and fulfillment. Like, fulfillment, you shouldn't want to do it all, yep. which is really hard on me being an Enneagram 3 that's very driven. I mean, not that you have to be an Enneagram 3 to be driven, but just like driven, wanting to achieve, wanting to check off things on a to-do list and like, I naturally want to be that person that does it all. And this year taught me a lot that like I can't and I probably shouldn't want that. Yeah, I I think there is something to be said. You know, you and I were having this conversation when we were outlining this episode of there's a lot of rhetoric that goes out that's like, you can do it all. You can do, you know, it both. You can do whatever, whatever it's talking about. And not dissing a lot of that sentiment and a lot of, the truth behind what a lot of people are meaning and saying. But I think as especially like visionary dreamer, entrepreneur women, it's very easy for us to want to do everything in our heads and to feel like we're behind. Yes. And to feel like we're behind because we're not doing all of the ideas that we have in our heads or all of the goals that we have for our life in its entirety. Like all of these goals that we have for, you know, 80 years of living, we're trying to cram into five years and then we're feeling stressed. I think it's the pressure on women, especially women in like their 20s. And maybe it's like like that Forbes 30 under 30, like, wow, we look up to that and we're like, wow, you accomplished so much in your 20s. And so I think there's this rush to achieve and do it all before you hit 30. And I think uh, women that want kids feel that uh, a lot. Like Mm -hmm. for me, I I want kids and I also want a big career. Like I want both. And I do believe I can do both. However, I remember I posted a reel that was like, this was actually your idea. (laughs) You were like, make this. (laughs) I was like, you could do this really well. Here, here's an idea. Right. Um, It was a reel that bounced back and forth between camera roll clips of me working and doing all the things that I do for the heart in my own business and also being a mom. And it just had like a sentence on the top that said, you can do both. And I do truly believe that. However, I we kind of I got into discussions that were really, really great with people in my DMs on the fact that you can do both, but I think one takes precedent at certain times more so. And and 
it's a balance. Like I think you can do both, but you can't do both at the exact same time to 100% capacity. Yeah. Because then you're doing both badly, in my opinion. Yeah, and you're not giving either one the value that they deserve at the time that they needed. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I feel like there's something to say with not doing it all that I really learned this year, which is just, I need to carve out way more buffer time than I actually think I'll need between launches and projects. Like it's very easy to look at your calendar and see, oh, I have an empty week there. Why don't I go ahead and book, you know, three more shoots? Or why don't I have that friend come out for that visit? Or why don't I take that trip or whatever? It's very easy to pack our calendars very full and to look. Mm -hmm. And when we see white space, we think it's open space. But white space does not equal open space. White space is your space for rest, for, you know, refreshment, for creativity, for thinking, for processing, for dreaming, for just so many different Mm -hmm. things. And I think... Even this year, like just with my own personal businesses and what happened, like Evie Swim was supposed to launch in February. It ended up launching in April, which then pushed me directly into a bunch of the Hearts business. We had already season. planned the Hearts like executive retreat mm-hmm. and all of that. And then it piled on to launch after launch after launch in the summer. And then engagement and then planning the wedding. Like what I, I've started going through in the month of December and reflecting on my year and just taking a lot of intentional time to look back, see what I feel like I did well. And I feel like even these lessons, like I'm still processing and still learning what I can do better and, and you know, the full extent of the lessons I can learn here, but it definitely learned these <laughs> big time. But it just was crazy looking back at this year and being like, oh my gosh, at the beginning of the year, I really thought I had spaced out and timed out every launch and and project and business really well where I would have a lot of time for rest. And that did not happen. And so something that I'm taking away from this year is that I needed way more time Mm -hmm. between projects, which meant that I would have done way less this year because I would have had more space for rest. But I needed it because I burnt out this well, year. I think the overarching lesson, we were talking to our good friend Jordan, ironically, on our company retreat in April, which was before <laughs> we went psycho this year, kind of. But I remember her saying, like, you don't have to do it all. Like, if you, like just because a dream comes into your or your brain or a goal comes into your brain doesn't mean it has to be accomplished like that. Because I think, again, that goes back to, like, the chasing of, like, wanting all this glory or the success before we turn a certain age, it's like, oh, we have to do it all now. And it's like, there's so many examples of people that started businesses in their 40s or 50s mm-hmm. or or waited. Like, you don't have to do every single thing on your plate now, which is hard. Like, that's why we say we're still learning this because especially if you're driven or you want like goals for your life, you want them now. You want to start doing them now and you want to shove it all into a one calendar year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a really good takeaway. Like when we're looking back on everything that we did this year, we're feeling overwhelmed. And it's like, it's because we did too much or we went We too, tried to do all yeah, of it all yeah, at the same time. In one year. Yeah. And moving into 2022, I, one of the things that we're taking away of like, hey, the lesson that we learned this year was you can't do it all and you shouldn't want to do it all immediately or all at mm-hmm. once or even yeah. just at all. Like 
there's there needs to be balance and rest and fulfillment and peace and joy in life. And when you're chasing success after success after success or achievement after achievement all at once, all at the same time, you will burnt out or you will burn out and you will not be happy even when you're in the achievement era or whatever yeah. you want to call that. Like rest is vital. Yep. It's not negotiable. <laughs> that was yeah. so that was one lesson. The other one that I feel both of us really kind of felt this year was just how vital community is, uh-huh. especially during chaotic seasons. Because I know, yeah. at least for me, this is just getting personal on, on my front here. This year was so crazy. And I used to very much have time for phone calls with friends. I would have long, like hour-long, two-hour-long phone calls with Jordan or my friend Sarah or, you know, whatever, have these long business calls, life calls, just processing, talking. And I'm a verbal processor. So Mm -hmm. those times to process with people who get me, who can support me, who can speak life and truth, who can help me think through stuff, all of it is crucial. And yet when this year got so, so crazy, I had to start, you know, cutting things out that were taking time that, I didn't have time for. I feel like that almost relates back to lesson number one. Oh, it (laughs) does. A little bit. It does. I mean, ideally, you would never have a situation where you're having to like cut stuff out because you don't have time for it. Especially something as vital as community or friendship or just space for live chats. I didn't even notice that I was doing it. That was the thing. It wasn't like a conscious thing of, oh man, I need to stop having these phone calls because I don't have time for them. Like it it was Mm -hmm. not a conscious thought. But... It happened. I wasn't picking up my phone because I didn't have that space to like, I wasn't sitting, you know. To drink or to have conversations. I didn't have the space that I used to. You know, usually I'll have a call with a friend when I'm taking a walk or cleaning the house or something like that. I was so exhausted that a lot of that rest time and open space, that white space wasn't there. So I wasn't picking up the phone. Like my my habits and routines had been disrupted. So I wasn't prioritizing that. So it was an accident that it happened. But I realized as I got to the end of this year and I've started processing like my burnout and this year and just the craziness that it was, I realized a huge part of the reason that I think I got just, my brain got so twisted and I, I got so burnt out was because I didn't have that time to process with those people who I think would have been big supports through the craziness and been there to help me process as I was going through it. And instead Mm -hmm. it just kind of like piled up and then I had to deal with it at the end of the year. Totally. So yeah. Hey, have you been eyeing the heart conference tickets, but maybe feeling really torn or overwhelmed? Like, wow, it sounds amazing to get to sit and learn from seven of the industry's biggest movers and shakers. And getting in a room with dozens of other powerhouse entrepreneurs sounds like a game changer. And man, you really need that boost in your business this year. But it also just feels like a lot. Look, we get it. Going somewhere alone can be really freaking overwhelming. Traveling can be expensive and hard, which is why we have the Heart Conference Facebook group. We have dozens of other entrepreneurs in there connecting with each other before our week together in Nashville. And that's also a great place to find travel buddies to go with you and split travel costs like lodging, rent-to-cars, etc. To join the Facebook group and find your people to make this experience even more fun and exciting, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. There's a section on the page to join the group and the link directly to the Facebook group is also in the show notes.
We want to see you in Nashville, so grab a ticket if you haven't already and come join the pregame party in our conference Facebook group to grab a travel buddy, meet new friends, and get hyped together. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference, and we'll see you in Nashville. We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way, and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit, and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs, and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview, and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling. Video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. Totally. No, I, I also think something that I learned on the same point, but in a different way, is the value of in-person community. Um, we had a really incredible church in Hawaii, but there was something about like we, and this is probably, this is an us thing. I think we didn't do it as good of a job at stepping out of our bubble and getting super, super, super involved. Like we were in our church in Kansas before we moved to Hawaii. Um, so there was definitely a difference between like how we interacted in our community in Lawrence, like before we moved versus in Hawaii. Um, and I, that's, I take ownership of that. Like we didn't do a good job of, of really fostering, which I don't want to say we didn't hang out with anybody. We did. We definitely had a friend community, but like I was never in a Bible study or a small group in Hawaii, which there was those. I just didn't do the job of stepping out and really being involved in community in that way. Um, whereas our church in Lawrence does a really good job of like, forcing you into it, not forcing you, but like they really cultivate in-person community and connections and fellowship and discipleship within the community so that you're getting face-to-face with people and, Mm -hmm. and really doing life together. And so because we had come back to that church, we got kind of put into that again. And I just learned how vital it is to, if, if your church isn't doing that, if they're not finding a way, like if people don't come up to you and invite you into community, it's super easy to just like be a fly on the wall and not get plugged in. Mm-hmm. If, if you're, whereas if you're at a church that like comes up, like people come up to you and is like, hey, come join. Like it's more just like, hey, c- like constantly be inviting you in. Um, and so that's what happened. We got back and one of our good couple friends, Ashley and Josh, like they said, Hey, come join our small group this like fall season, just because, uh, we're in a big church that caters a lot to college age students. So like, um, we're in a small group that it's really cool. We have like, uh, college age students, young married, and then like old, like their kids are out of the house. So it's like all different ages, but we've been doing a Bible study this whole like year. I mean, we started in August and it'll kind of end in May, kind of like the school year, but it just, that and just attending like events, not even church events, just like getting in community, inviting people over to your house. I think there's such mm-hmm. beauty to be said of, of having that. And it's not that we didn't do it in Hawaii. Like we had people over for bachelor nights, which was funny, but um, just like having people in community and really 
making sure that's a priority, making sure that you go out of your way to foster that connection and even Mm -hmm. ignite that connection yourself if it's not happening organically. Like don't just live your life on default and wait for somebody to invite you over for dinner. Like invite other people over for dinner to your house. Start a Bible study yourself. Like if if that's not happening, you have to almost take proactive choice to get involved and to get into community and to get like with friends. Uh, my friend Brooke also is really, really good at, she's like, hey, if she hasn't seen me in a week, she's like, hey, let's grab coffee. It's just, I, you need people in your life. And if you don't have people in your life like that, then you need to be that person. And even if you yeah. do have people in your life, you should probably still be that person that calls up somebody. <laughs> and whether it's on the phone or in person to like grab coffee and say, hey, like I haven't seen you in a while. Let's grab coffee. Let's chat on the phone. Like let's yeah. just, and that just goes back to the point of like how much community is so vital. Because when you do have crap hit the fan or when you do have moments of burnout, kind of like our first point of like, our, we were going psycho. Like you mm-hmm. need that space and time to talk with people and to be in community. And not even when like life's going psycho, maybe like a tragedy happened or maybe you're going through a heartbreak. You need people yeah. that you can process that with and just like, we were not made to live alone, Mm-mm. even though COVID tries to say that we are. Uh, <laughs> we were made for community and we were made to be in fellowship with other human beings. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, amen to every single thing you just said. And for anyone who's listening who maybe isn't a a Christian or a believer or going to a church who's like, okay, you know, that's great, but I'm not going to— It still applies. Yeah, it still still is the same principle of doing life with people. It doesn't have to be at a church for you. It could be at— your gym. It could just be friend—yeah, it could be friend groups. It could be at a gym. It could be at, you know, a hobby, whatever, like pottery— class that you go to, you start connecting with people. We're really on the pottery train. <laughs> Apparently. Um, whatever that looks like for you, just getting those people where you can walk through life with each other and support each other through all the highs and lows and in-betweens and and be there to lean on someone when you're tired and be there to be a support for someone when they are. You know, that's just, I think I've always valued community, but I feel like for both Lindsay and I this year, we just in a new way saw either the lack of it or the beauty of it during a really crazy year and a really crazy season, just kind of reiterating and and re-solidifying in our own hearts just how vital that is to get you through it. Yeah. So those are our two uh, big lessons that we learned. One, you can't do it all. And two, community is absolutely, absolutely vital, especially in chaotic seasons. So going into 2022, we're kind of taking those lessons that we learned this year the hard way. And we're saying, how can we nurture that better, which kind of leads us to like both of our kind of word that we've kind of been just hearing from the Lord and gravitating towards for 2022 is the word nurture, whether it's nurturing our business and, and working with what we have versus trying to chase after every new thing, every new launch, every new product, every new big dream that we have nurturing the thing that we've grown and built already And then also, Mm -hmm. I think that applies to nurturing the people in your life, nurturing your relationships, nurturing your life and your soul through in-person community. I think nurture just applies so, so well to Mm -hmm. kind of both of the things that we've learned this year. Yeah, I think for both of us, this has just been a really crazy building season and and doing a lot of new things, (laughs) having a baby, getting married. Like there's been a A lot lot of stuff. Nurturing children. (laughs) There's just a lot of stress milk. No. (laughs) That's how I'm nurturing Literally. Right <laughs> I think for both of us, though, we're really excited and really feel the Lord, you know, heavily speaking into 2022, just being a year of nurturing and in every aspect, taking the time to 
refine and like grow and put energy and focus into what's currently in front of us and including a lot of time for rest and all of that in between. So I don't know if this was fun and insightful. I hope it was. That was the goal. I think it was. I'm going to claim it and say it was. (laughs) There you go. So hopefully this was just a fun, good insight into us processing this last year, heading into a new one, what we've learned, what you can avoid (laughs) by taking time, buffer space. Don't try to do it all. Give yourself time and keep your community at the center. Hopefully those two lessons will stick with you heading into your new year and can just bless you so that you can avoid the mistakes that we make. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, if you love this episode, please share it on your stories. Tag us at Lindsay Roman. No, wow. Wow. I got it wrong. At Mrs. Lindsay Roman (laughs) at, are you still Evie Rupp? I currently am. I'm going to be changing it, but yes. Okay. Well, we'll see if, okay. This comes out soon. The links are in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah. The links are in the show notes. At the Heart University, you get it. You get it. Come join our Facebook group. It's a hopping party. And please leave us a review if you have not already. Thank you and good night. We love you. Good day. (laughs) All right, we'll see you on the next week's episode.